0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 359, recorded live on Saturday, May 10th, 2014, and here are your hosts, the man who seems to be ironically eating Easter candy, Dave Pillay. Uh, It's all gone. And the man who just likes his Reese's (laughs) Peanut Butter Eggs, Andy Lohai.
1: Which is also Easter candy.
0: I know, but it is not ironic for me to eat Easter candy.
1: Okay. So it's ironic for me to eat like candy canes too? I don't think that's the right use of ironic. <laughs> what would you say? I don't know, but it's food. Do you have to celebrate the 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 holiday to eat the holiday themed candy?
0: No, that is true. It's it would be like me
1: I mean, you come to my house for Passover. Ain't I know, I was
0: just going to I
1: just <laughs> it's like uh, there, there are levels here, and eating peeps versus attending a Seder.
0: <laughs> yeah, I realized halfway through my intro, I'm like, oh, wait a second, this is going to bite me in the ass. Yep, peeps versus matzo balls. Hmm. Shamtort's not Jewish, is it?
1: I mean, not ethnically. Okay. but Is it culturally? I I think. It's weird. Like, it, it's more a regional thing. I don't really know where it comes from.
0: I don't know where it comes from. I don't care where it comes from as long as it appears.
1: I can make it appear.
0: <laughs> At some point, I need to get the recipe. I know I've asked you for the recipe multiple times to actually like I've try and make it. i it...
1: the recipe before. I know. I mean, it's, it's mostly egg white. I know. Like, almost entirely egg white and sugar. Mm,
0: eggs and sugar.
1: Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with that. <laughs> I get weird looks from people every so often when I put like sugar on an actual egg dish. But really, like the next time you make scrambled eggs, I don't make scrambled eggs. You make a fried egg. Yes. Try it with a little sugar.
0: No, instead I try it with a little bit of Tabasco and horseradish.
1: That also works.
0: That wakes you up in the morning.
1: Tabasco and horserad and horseradish.
0: And horseradish, yeah, both.
1: The the wasabi that I had on some sushi I got last night from the store. Yeah. Wasn't wasabi.
0: Oh. It's horseradish. Oh.
1: Which well it's it's oh Oh, but I mean it's horseradish. Yeah. I think it's spicier. I've got to
0: try wasabi at some point. There's got to be an Asian market around here somewhere. Oh, we're it turns out there's one on West All right. We're going I also have, sushi. To, I have to try sushi at some point, but I, I feel like I should go with somebody who knows sushi. So A, I don't go to a bad sushi place.
1: And you're B, going to be in Ann Arbor in like two weeks. Yes. Go to Yotsuba. It's on the corner of Carpenter and Washington. Order a tuna roll and maybe one or two other rolls that look interesting to you.
0: Okay. If you want
1: to be an American and do it, then you just go and do what you feel like doing. Uh, if you want to learn how to like, actually eat sushi, Alton Brown has some stuff that you can watch. On YouTube? Yep. Yeah,
0: I actually just watched a video of him uh, opening a bottle of champagne with a
1: saber. The saber method? Yeah, I love yeah, his, his I video. Loved he
0: started it. out, he's like, now I am going to warn you that you should not do this.
1: Do not, under any circumstances, do this.
0: Yeah, just do not take your bottle of champagne and store it upside down in the ice bucket for about twenty minutes. Now you shouldn't but don't do this. Do this. Yeah. yeah. When you're not yeah. doing this, make sure that you are pointed away from people.
1: Yep. I need to get a saber to do that though.
0: Well, you can use. Um,
1: you can use like a chef knife.
0: Yeah. You can also, I think he said he saw somebody do it with a lawnmower blade at one point.
1: Yeah. It really, You it doesn't even need to be sharp.
0: No. He says you can use either side of the blade as well. It's so.
1: long and flat is what you need. Yes. But yeah, he also has some stuff about sushi mm. from Good Eats.
0: I think I have the entire Good Eats downloaded. I'm not sure though.
1: There is an episode on Sushi.
0: Oh, there's got to be. It's, the first there episode is. was on steak, and that one is delicious now
1: every time I cook it. so yep. No, there's, there's an episode on sushi. What
0: did you say? We didn't buy all that crap. There was just, what, two things? <laughs> that, that's two things. That's not a lot. Kate's griping over my kitchen purchases.
1: Okay. What kitchen purchases?
0: Um, I bought a uh, the thermo- uh, thermometer and my cast iron skillet.
1: Hey, that's exactly what I have bought from that show. <laughs> The, the, like, remote meat thermometer?
0: Those, I can't keep those operational for, like, more than a month and a half. What? The remote meat thermometers, yeah. They always just break on me. Oh,
1: that sucks.
0: I know. So I just I go with... kind of
1: like a candy thermometer.
0: Well, I, I get one of the, just the classic meat thermometers with the small dial on the top.
1: It's a gun that measures temperature.
0: Oh, yeah, I also have my uh, remote thermometer, like the, the infrared Reader.
1: Oh, that, those are cool because those actually measure actual temperature. Yes. But they only measure surface temperature.
0: Yes. But still, it's an easy thing to t- be like, is my pan hot enough? Bink. Oh, look at that.
1: You could also just like put a drop of water on it.
0: I know, but it's... Uh,
1: then you don't need an $80 piece of equipment.
0: It wasn't $80. It was on what was for it? like 10 Oh, that's not bad.
1: No. <sighs> Okay, so sushi, and wasabi, (laughs) and horseradish, and Peeps, there we go, that's where we started.
0: Had to reel that one back in a little bit, we're like, where did we go?
1: (laughs) Not where did we go, where the hell did we come from?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We came from Peeps, which are delicious, by the way, did you, uh, Target had their, um, gourmet Peeps, did you see those? No. They had, like, special flavors. Why? I don't. It doesn't
1: have a flavor,
0: it's sugar. I know, but they had flavored ones. Like, one of them was, like, a vanilla vanilla bean, and there was... But
1: the a, point of Peeps is that they are just, like, pure sugar.
0: I was, um... I, I, they had flavored Peeps, and they were okay, but they were, like, three of them in the box for the same price as, you know, like, two the rows. The three rows. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no. And we, we only bought like one box of peeps before Easter, but we went shopping the day after Easter. And
0: then you got all the peeps you wanted. They're
1: all on sale. It was like three boxes of three peeps for a dollar. Jeez. Three boxes of three rows. So 45 peeps for a dollar.
0: I remember back in high school, I ate a whole bunch of peeps all in a row right away.
1: I mean, I just had seven. <laughs> So in Before about 15 to 20
0: it. minutes, you're going to be on a sugar high, and then by the episode end of the episode, you're going to crash?
1: By the end of the
0: episode, how about right now?
1: <laughs> Good night. I'm also drinking a can of Verners to wash it down. Ah.
0: Oh, I got um, Mountain yes. Dew Baja Blast,
1: which is the normally— Taco Bell stuff. Yes. Yeah. You can get that in a can?
0: and a can, in, in a 20-ouncer. Where? Oh, damn you, Meyer— So yeah, that's I was I saw that, and Kate's like, "All right, load them up."
1: (laughs) Baja Blast is good.
0: I know it's good. That's why I now have three twelve
1: packs (laughs) sitting next to my fridge. Taco Bell. Damn it, Andy!
0: Well, they said it was a limited dime only, so I'm like, "All right,
1: maybe they'll have them at like Target. Maybe. Maybe." Damn you, Andy! Now I want Taco Bell.
0: I don't know why you'd want to. I half the stuff at Taco Bell. I can't stand to eat. 90%
1: Ninety percent of the stuff at Taco Bell, I can't eat. Very true. But I can have their crunchy taco.
0: I always get their uh, XL grilled burrito. Nope, steak.
1: Nope, nope. 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 Just get like two or three crunchy tacos.
0: Yeah, that that also works. You just medium gotta get
1: those to mild sauce or medium not to mild. medium mild, medium to hot. Yeah, I can't do the super hot because they put wheat in it. Oh, to thicken it. That's sad. So medium to my uh, medium to hot. Three crunchy tacos. Four if I'm feeling really hungry.
0: Those crunchy tacos, you got to eat them right away, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, you sit there and you just go, um, yum, yum, yum. Gone. Next mm. one.
0: Like you can't let those things sit for any period of time; otherwise, it's they just... turn to mush. Yeah, this
1: is true. Mm,
0: food. Mm. I was like, we should hurry this up, but then I'm like, no, no, wait, we gotta set time limit. Do we? Well, do we have to record for at least an hour.
1: Oh, you mean a, a minimum limit? Yes. We have topics to support an hour.
0: I know. I'm just saying. I all this talk of food is now making me hungry,
1: and so now you want to go and eat. Yes, but we're stuck here. Yes. Because we're recording, yes, and we're recording for at least an hour, yes, all no, for like 55 minutes.:
0: Yes, right, so what do you want to talk about first?:
1: Hey, FCC and Tom oh, Wheeler and boy, like this... all over the news this last week.
0: The hits just keep on coming.
1: Have you signed the official documentation yet? No, why not?
0: Because I've forgotten about it. Andy. I've been a little busy. My boss was in
1: town this week. It takes five minutes. You put in your name, you put in your address, you put in contact information, and you say the FCC should make cable companies and internet service providers a common carrier service. And you hit submit
0: this is actually on the fcc's rules and website. order website
1: okay yep where they've opened it to public commentary
0: yep until they they're meeting on the 15th then we'll see what actually happens
1: yep now what tell me tell me if there's something i'm missing what does it actually take for the fcc to declare something as common carrier do they just literally have to like sign a document saying this is now a common carrier service? And by um, they, I mean the chiefs of the FCC.
0: I think it re- actually requires something in the uh, Telecom Act, which I do believe has to be get put through by Congress. I think I'm not sure if the Telecom Act that caused them not to be common carriers was put up by the FCC or if it was actually put up by Congress. It's the '96 Telecom Act. waiting for super slow firefox to do its thing god this new version of firefox is horrible um let's see it looks like the act was approved by congress so it will take a act of congress
1: congressional approval
0: yes crap yep
1: I was really hoping the FCC would be able to just like pull a file out of a closet, write down the names of these companies, or classify it, and then sign their names, and poof, it's a common carrier.
0: Well, that was the problem with their thing, is when they said, when they put out the net neutrality rules, they had put out the argument that they were a common carrier. No,
1: when they put out the net neutrality rules, they tried to make it as if they were a common carrier without actually classifying them as a common carrier.
0: Yeah, and that did not work.
1: Not at all.
0: And then we have this whole internet fast lane thing that's happening now.
1: Yep. Uh, if you are confused about what Andy and I are talking about, by the way, at this point, pause this show, go to YouTube, go look up either CGP Gray or Vi Hart. Both of them have fantastic videos explaining what's going on with this and why it should be a common carrier service.
0: Yeah, CPG Gray.
1: Pictures and drawings, and just both of them are fantastic. So go watch that and then come back.
0: Now that you're back, um, Google, Amazon, Netflix, Facebook, and other major internet companies sent a letter to Tom Wheeler arguing strongly in favor of the open internet and not his current plan.
1: Yeah, because his current plan is the opposite of open.
0: Yeah. So um, he issued a direct response saying, my commitment to protect and preserve the open internet remains steadfast. He reaffirmed his plan to use every power at our disposal to keep the internet from being divided between the haves and the have-nots.
1: Uh okay, except he's not. Yeah. Have any of the te- the techs responded to that? Uh not yet. Saying like no, you you really aren't.
0: Well, um other FCC commissioners have kind of said hold on, we got to we got to look at this again and 10 US senators have now called for the removal of the fast lane provision from the upcoming
1: proposal. Yay. Thank you Senator Franken.
0: <laughs> God, who would have thought Al Franken Many comedian years ago, yeah. Comedian Saturday Al Franken. Live. Wow, that's just...
1: He's like the most realist senator out there.
0: <laughs> crazy Minnesotans.
1: From the state that brought you Jesse Ventura as governor.
0: <laughs> oh... So um, one of the other Internet companies is fighting back in their own way.
1: Yeah, I, I saw this. You're talking about the the actual service provider?
0: Yeah, NeoCities, which I've never heard of until now. Yep. They decided to find the FCC's internal IP address range and throttled all of their connections to NeoCities to 28.8 kilobits per second. In case you're wondering, that's half the speed of dial-up.
1: Um, that is the speed of dial-up, Bandy. It's the speed of old dial-up. Oh, it's the speed of old dial-up? Yeah. Do you not remember dial-up? No, I remember di- I had there, dial-up. There were per- two forms of dial-up. There was 28.8 and 56.
0: Oh, 57.6. My family was stuck at 28.8 for a long time. So and that's not 56.
1: half the speed. That it's was the speed of dial-up. It was per- just the slow version.
0: Yeah, because of the eighteen copper lines that I was trying to go across.
1: Yep. Also probably because you had a 28.8 modem.
0: No, we had 56K modem. It's just we couldn't, the the lines could not handle the faster speed.
1: Yeah, too much noise in the line. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So, this is it's it's this is like a news article only cuz a they only throttled the FCC's websites or FCC's internal IP network and they only throttled it on the homepage of Neo Cities.
1: So, this was a publicity stunt. Yes. I mean, it's really cool publicity stunt, but it's a publicity stunt because the chances of many people from the FCC going to this homepage of Neo Cities kind of non-existent.
0: Yes. It's like saying that we have decided to completely block the FCC's IP addresses from visiting our site.
1: Why would we do that?
0: I don't know, but the chances of somebody from the FCC coming to
1: our site would be... Also slim to nil. Yeah. Now the NSA, that's another matter.
0: We should just make an NSA account and just see <laughs> what? Just, say, just just have the NSA uh, just an account just labeled as NSA on our website just to you know here you guys save you some of the trouble.
1: A user account for the NSA? Yeah. Make it a non admin and publish the password. Mm-hmm. What what would the never mind. I don't know. It's okay.
0: So the one kicker though is the fact that this guy actually posted his uh throttling code on GitHub. Yep. So if anybody else wants to use it,
1: it's out there for them
0: it's to out use. There. Now, what they need to do is just take any .gov website.
1: And throttle it.
0: And throttle it. like People of like Google and Facebook.
1: Healthcare.gov?
0: Well, no, no. Um, people coming from a got
1: .gov IP block. Not a site.
0: No, you're right. My apologies.
1: You want that anyone who's using a computer from the FCC or from the DOJ or from wherever. Yes. I.e.
0: if they go to Facebook or something, have them get throttled to That would
1: be really funny.
0: That would actually start to turn some heads. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you guys want to use this?
1: I'm sorry, did the government want to use the internet? Hmm.
0: It's like the uh, the SOPA thing where all the websites just decided to black themselves out for a day. Mm-hmm. As soon as that happened, then everybody's like, well, wait, hold on.
1: But maybe this isn't a good idea. Yeah, well, that would be nice for, for people to realize that this is not a good idea. No.
0: So we'll find out what happens on the 15th.
1: Yep. I am impressed with NeoCities. It's a very clever thing to do. Yeah. Can you imagine if Google were to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Just like, all right, everyone who's accessing us from the FCC's IP block, you are put on the slow band. Oh, you don't like that? Oh, well... <laughs> Maybe you should move towards net neutrality so that we can't do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, next week we'll. Fi- well, this week we'll find out what's going on with that.
1: You said on the fifteenth is their meeting. On the
0: fifteenth is the next meeting of the FCC.
1: Okay, so before the fifteenth, Andy.
0: Yes, you want What need I need to, you to yeah. do
1: is go to the FCC's website and do that. That you know, I, oh, I, I can't force there. you to because it's a legal. It's a legal signature in a document, but. Yeah. I think you really want to do that.
0: No, no, understandable. So speaking of internet connections, um, yeah. you know, level three, right? they the basically one of the backbones of the internet.
1: Some say backbone, others say middleman.
0: Okay, middleman backbone, a lot of, they handle a lot of the infrastructure between companies. Yes. So if I wanted to, you know, watch Netflix, I would go from my ISP provider, from my computer to my ISP provider, and then they would probably connect to level three, and then level three would connect to somebody else to the netflix server yep um they are not naming names but they have posted on their blog a lot of um, science behind it but they're saying that a lot of the isps even after basically haranguing by level three have not eased up their port congestion
1: so they're not doing what they're supposed to do No. is that because they're waiting for the fcc and the when the fcc says yeah you can throttle and you can have a fast lane, then they won't need to?
0: I don't know. It's they're just saying currently, right now, there are ISPs who have decided that they're going to leave the congestion at ninety percent, which basically means that there's a problem. Yep. It's like, Oh yeah, we could we could, you know, upgrade these things, but they decided not to.
1: We could lay more ground and more cable. Or we can just sit here and let you deal with it. Yeah. Hmm. This is a mess, man. This is getting to be
0: just terrible. The question is, how do we fix it? We. we you we, and we, me? Yeah, we can't probably do anything.
1: We don't have the normal market power of paying because you get basically one choice. Mm-hmm. Uh But we can, at the very least, let the government know that we are not happy with it.
0: And then hope that the government will actually be able to do something.
1: Hope that the government takes the right steps. That's about all we can do, to my knowledge. Uh, So Arizona's getting a new power generator. Okay. And it's one that should actually, oh, maybe it won't sound familiar to you. Did you ever read the sequel to Demon? Yeah. Freedom? Yes. So, you know, they described this like huge cylinder that basically generates free power.
0: Yeah. And I didn't, I don't remember exactly how it works.
1: So here's how it works. You get a huge cylinder in the middle of a very, very, very dry, hot place. Okay. The desert. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. You put a mesh over the top of it, All and right. you continuously spray water onto this mesh.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Well, the water is going to evaporate because it's the desert. True. And that will cool that area. And if you've built this thing to be big enough, that pocket of cool air will drop. Yes?
0: Yes. Heat cool, rises, cool, heat, cool air heat will
1: Heat rises, fall. cold air falls. So you get cold air rushing down. Well, at the bottom of the cylinder... You have turbines pointing out. So the cold air rushes to the bottom, hits the ground, and flows through the turbines because it's being pushed by more cold air above it. Okay. Okay. So you are basically generating wind for a wind farm. And the really cool thing about this is that you can actually recapture most of the water. So it takes very little cost of water to continue this wind. And you're going to be able to maintain like 60 to 70 mile per hour winds.
0: Is this actually, you know, positive energy?
1: Well, it's technically everything is energy neutral, Andy.
0: True, because you cannot create or destroy.
1: Right although you continuously lose energy because second law. Um, But the energy input source in this case is the sun. You're not converting water into energy.
0: You're just spraying water, letting the sun convert it into steam, basically. And then that will cause the...
1: Well, but you're, you know, we we always joke about how the steam engine and the power plant hasn't changed. Yeah. Because you always use the steam to drive the turbine. Yep. You're not using the steam to drive the turbine. You're just using it to cool the air
0: so why'd you bring this up
1: because it's being built oh well then <laughs> it got approval it's going to be this huge huge project this huge tower
0: oh this is going to be uh something ready for action in 2018
1: Mm-hmm. did you find the site that has it
0: yeah i found engadget's link about it via fizzorg of course it's fizzorg
1: clean wind energy tower incorporated so the exhaust is wind, right? There's no chemical reaction going on.
0: Hmm. How big is this tower going to be? Huge.
1: It's going to be enormously high.
0: It's going to sit on a 600 acre piece of land. Wow. Yeah,
1: That's... this thing is enormous, but it's also in the middle of the friggin desert.
0: True. Where they, you know, they have space to spare. <laughs> hmm. Well, this is going to be interesting to see what happens in the next four years. What if they're going to have a web camera when they're showing it being built.
1: I hope so. Generating 1.2 megawatts, uh, gigawatts per hour. Andy, you could power time travel. That's <laughs> 1.21, is greater than 1.21 gigawatts.
0: So all we need to do now is just build a time machine.
1: Yep. We have the power source. The middle of the desert. So So I thought that was interesting.
0: No, that is interesting. I can't believe they're actually doing it. That was... I knew he was talking about that stuff actually, like, being...
1: Almost everything from those two books, the technology already exists. Yeah. As do the plans for most of it. So
0: somebody's actually decided to go through with it. Wow.
1: I mean, it's pretty cool. No, very true. I wonder how many people it would employ. I mean, just the construction alone. It's four years of construction. Yeah. It's called a downdraft tower.
0: (laughs) Hmm. I noticed you didn't actually add the link to the topics. I will. Okay.
1: I got it right now. Okay, what else?
0: I don't know where to go from there. (laughs) Oh, speaking of grandiose things, Sony has uh, come out with a new magnetic tape.
1: Does anyone use
0: magnetic tape? Oh, I... um, For the last two semesters for my computer science courses, I had to write papers. Yeah. So the one two semesters ago, um, I wrote on the history of (laughs) storage mediums. Yeah. So I just did a brief overview all the way from, you know... Punch cards to magnetic tape to optical storage to flash drives, that sort of stuff. Okay. And when I was in the uh, magnetic tape era, I actually found some articles that were saying that Google is still buying, like, tons, literally, like,
1: weight tons
0: of tapes.
1: Well, because it's still one of the most efficient storage mechanisms.
0: Yes, especially this new one from Sony that can store... 148 gigabits per square inch what yes holy shit which okay just for comparison the latest generation of magnetic tape storage has a density of two gigabits per square inch so these the the current cartridges can hold 2.5 terabytes per cartridge these new ones can hold 74 times that or about a capacity of 185 terabytes
1: dear lord how quickly can you read
0: that though that's that's always been the problem with magnetic tape storage. Is this stuff is for what everybody calls deep or cold storage, where you're going to
1: lock it away and never ever use it.
0: Or if you are going to use it, this is going to be a massive backup that you know is going to take a while to
1: move to a live yeah. system.
0: So this is not you know not going to be your hard drive It's not going to be you know 185 terabytes because
1: right. The magnetic tape you can go either so how much how much does that piece of tape cost how much would a cassette of this tape cost um
0: they have not announced their uh the price yet because they're still just announced this is still scientific okay prototyping so stuff.
1: how does how much does a cassette of current technology magnetic tape cost all right let's
0: let's do a let's see if we can google this
1: that you said it was like two gigabytes a square inch
0: yeah that's called uh lto six Let's see if I can find an LTO six cost for a cartridge.
1: About sixty bucks okay, for a 25 terabyte uh cartridge. How much does the reader cost?
0: Uh the readers are right around two to three thousand dollars. Holy
1: shit. Well there goes that idea. <laughs>
0: Two thousand dollars? Two to three thousand dollars for a reader for one of these cartridges.
1: Here's a two point five terabyte cartridge for a thousand dollars, by the way, with the highest industry standards for quality and reliability. Jesus. Um okay. I mean I was gonna say like I've got files that I could actually put into deep storage. <laughs> Well, but not for two thousand no, bucks.
0: Well, I'm got my guess is because, you know, nobody uses magnetic tape storage anymore other than the big boys. i.e., right. Google and Facebook. So my guess is these are like professional grade tape readers. readers.
1: Yeah. Like I, I can't just put this on my old reel to reel. No. I wonder if I could adapt the old reel to reel.
0: You probably could if you can find an old. Well, I actually know a couple places places <laughs> you can find old reel to reels because we've got them. It's one of, of my stations. parents' basement.
1: Yeah. But you'd have to replace a sensor because that's the key. Yes, right? It needs that to is be a key. really powerful, really, really special sensor. Well, okay, maybe not. I think these guys are missing an opportunity. To have what, have a home deep storage? Think about your your music library, Andy. Okay. How big is it?
0: Give me two seconds and I can tell you, actually. Ballpark. That's on ego. No, it's on super ego. Oh yeah, you
1: named your hard drives.
0: Uh let's see 100 and, 148 gigabytes.
1: Okay. How much of that do
0: you use? My iTunes library? Not a lot at once.
1: So maybe you could just throw the whole thing onto deep storage and not worry about it. You're like, you know what? I want to pull up my music library, then load up the cartridge. Or I could just have it stored on the cloud somewhere. Or you could store it on the cloud and potentially lose access to it. <laughs> or what about downloading TV shows?
0: Oh, that's a, that's a whole other full. Do
1: you still have seasons one, two, three, and 4 of The Big Bang Theory on your computer?
0: No, but um, let's see. My current TV show downloads is at 518
1: gigabytes. Yeah, and a lot of that you've already watched. Actually, a lot of that I haven't watched. <laughs> Are you going to watch it? Maybe. So, perhaps deep storage.
0: Yeah. Granted.
1: <clears throat> Granted for for the cost of the reader and a drive, you could also just buy like a two terabyte NAS, and yeah, still I think be money it's, ahead.
0: Let's see if I set up a RAID five with the, the like the two terabyte drives are what one hundred and fifty now, hundred and twenty.
1: Yeah, so you could you could do a lot more, and then it's network accessible. Yep, and it would read it faster anyway.
0: Yes, it would read it a whole lot faster.
1: But not now with this this new stuff from Sony, right?
0: This Stuff is all just for basically physical storage size so people you know have to store
1: well the so this is for people like google and facebook this is also for people like cern yeah where a collision produces how many terabytes of data
0: oh tons of terabytes of data which they are going to keep you know for scientific study but they're not going to need all of it at once at once yep (sighs) oh the world of magnetic storage it's not going to go away anytime soon. Nope. I still love it. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's the cloud and flash drives now. And
1: nope. it's just like, nope. It is on a consumer level. Yeah. It's probably making a hell of a lot more money. But the big boys are still doing magnetic tape.
0: The stuff that works.
1: For five years. Did That's you that- ever read Prelude to Foundation? No, not yet. Or Forward the Foundation? No, I've
0: got my... Um, Uh, Book Club Book. I'm reading that one. I've got my owner's lending library book that I have to read this month. And then I am slowly trying to get through my backlog of magazines. Okay.
1: So Asimov had a, a a theory of information. Okay. Uh, in particular, with libraries and scientific libraries about data corruption and How so? that certain pieces of data are reliable. And you can see this. You can see this happen on Wikipedia, right? Certain pieces of data are super reliable, and those are the commonly requested pieces of data. But okay. things that aren't requested so much. Imagine it's on this cold storage tape, right? Yes. Well, if it's requested a lot, it's going to get read and written a lot, which means that the data integrity stays there. But if it's not read a lot, the tape degrades over time. Magnetic storage tape does not hold it permanently.
0: No, it's, it can hold it for a while, but it's nothing is permanent.
1: So if data isn't requested off of the tape in 100 years, well, then some of the data might not be there.
0: It's not even like 100 years. There's um, film preservation is always a fight against nature
1: yeah so the 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 theory is that data that's requested a lot will maintain itself because it'll get read and written and upgraded to new storage, Yeah, but, but the, the other pieces of data which might end up being just as important because it's not being requested, you will eventually lose it.
0: Yeah, and speaking of Google, think about that with the, the Google Books project where they were just going to take every book... And digitize it. And digitize it to save, literally save it because mm-hmm. some of these things, they don't exist anymore. There was, there's books that are out of print. That was part of the reason um, that we wanted to start digitizing the library at WEMU was for the fact that some of these jazz records and CDs, they're good music. It's just the fact that it was a niche audience who requests them. It's even more of a niche audience now who would want them. And so some of these CDs and LPs are not in print anymore. Yeah. So we don't know how long the CDs, because who knows what process was used when these CDs were first stamped, you know, literally decades ago now. Are those CDs still good? That is an excellent question. Especially some of these guys who have now been doing self-promotion CDs. So they just, you know, burn them on their home computer and send them out. It's like, well, that's great. That's going to give us, what, maybe three to five years before these things start to fail?
1: Oh, more than that.
0: I don't know. Some of those home CDs do not last long. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so that's that's what I got.
0: No, it's a, it's an interesting thought process.
1: At least that's what I got on that topic.
0: Well, speaking of uh, highly requested versus not used, Nielsen has put out a study.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering where you were going with that.
0: Americans have, on average, with cable TV or well, cable slash satellite.
1: Oh, oh, I saw this. Yes,
0: where they They've receive now, on average, one
1: hundred and
0: eighty-seven, one hundred and eighty-nine TV One hundred eighty-nine. Okay. So you have almost, well, okay, you don't, but we, (laughs) I think we have, what, 250 TV channels in our package? Yeah, we have 250 in our package. How many do you use? I don't know. That would be an interesting thing to find out. But on average, out of the 189 TV channels, the average consumer only turns into about 17 of them.
1: But it still has to pay for all 189.
0: Yep. Now, they've done the study since 2008, the, the number of channels received has gone from 130 to 100 and almost 90.
1: Well, but that's partly because of HD channels.
0: Yeah, but still, the average number of channels tuned in has stayed consistently right around 17.
1: Because it's HD channels. That's a, that is a worthless statistic. That growth is explained, totally explained, by HD channels.
0: Because you have, you know tbs and now you have tbs hd
1: are and and are you going to add the tbs hd to your list of viewed channels if you were already watching tbs
0: no you would watch one or the other
1: right you will replace the existing one so they're still sending you both channels but you're only going to use one Yeah. so that's explained but still people are using 10 percent of what they pay for yeah
0: and you know like oh man um
1: which means my 30 dollar cable bill should be three dollars yep
0: but it's not gonna happen. Nope. Why? It's because of channel grouping. Channel grouping? I.e., you might only watch Comedy Central. Yeah. But Viacom says, well, if you're gonna watch Comedy Central, maybe, if you want to carry Comedy Central, DirecTV, Dish, Charter, Comcast, whatever, we also want you to carry all of our other
1: channels. But I don't want to watch the other channels. I don't want to pay for the other channels. Too bad, so sad. That's the plan. But Viacom, why are you as evil as Comcast? Because they're a giant
0: media conglomerate. It just, it's what happens. For some odd reason, I don't know why when a company gets large enough, it starts to do bad bad things.
1: I just want to pay for for Comedy Central and maybe Nickelodeon.
0: What's kind of funny is John McCain for, I'd say, the past decade has tried to fight for a la carte channels. I support that. That's like, that's for some odd reason. That's been one of his goals when he's been in the Senate for years. For some odd reason, he's always kept on trying to push for a la carte TV channels. And lo and behold, no surprise, he's been shot down.
1: Yeah. Yeah because yay lobbyists yep we finished watching season two of house of cards by the way (laughs) speaking of lobbyists
0: i still haven't seen that granted i don't have netflix so well i have other sources so i could if i really wanted to
1: yeah it's andy it's worth it it's so well done you liked West Wing.
0: I don't remember really watching West Wing.
1: You don't remember watching no. West Wing.
0: I've watched The Newsroom. That one you like The enjoyed. Newsroom. Okay, yeah. so
1: you like Aaron Sorkin stuff. Yeah. So this is this is similar. It's just more realist instead of idealist. True. Um.
0: What else? Well, speaking of Congress, okay. there was a little expose about. Um, I do believe he is a U.S. House of Representative member from Colorado, and he is a avid gamer. It's okay. He he still publicly says that you know he still plays Diablo and Civ Five. Okay, which you know is kind of surprising for a government official.
1: Not really, but okay.
0: Well, okay. How many other video game congressmen can you think of?
1: I don't want to think of them because I just kind of go on the assumption that if they play a game, they play a game. Good for them. Is, is he identifying as a person who plays games or is he actually identifying as a gamer?
0: I was going to ask, do you think there is a difference? But I know you know you think there's a difference.
1: Don't you? I'm not trying to be classist or elitist, but don't you believe that there is a difference? True. Many people can play games. Tons of people can play games. I have no problem with that. I encourage it. I think playing games is fantastic. That's why I play games a lot. But, you know, just because I eat sushi doesn't mean I identify as, like, a sushi connoisseur.
0: But how many congressmen do you think would actually say, I would love to play with another member of Congress? I'm hoping somebody has the courage to out themselves and will challenge them to League of Legends or something like that.
1: There's probably, I mean, there's 435 of them.
0: True, and video game players have now started to age what was the eca right. said what they, the average they're, gamer they're is finally
1: like? the average age where they could be in congress yeah
0: so do you think we're finally going to have a no easement on the no. scaring of video games in politics
1: no 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 not for years not until the next big thing comes and, and shadows games
0: which i what is that going to be sopa and pippa
1: no, I mean the, the way that game shadowed movies and TV, which shadowed uh, music, which shadowed, I don't know, drinking.
0: So as soon as we find out the next vice of the youth, yep. video games are still going to be the black sheep of yep. the government. All right. So Harmonix. Oh, Harmonix. What did you do now?
1: Made a Kickstarter.
0: That's not surprising. Everybody's doing Kickstarters
1: now. For Amplitude. But I HD. thought they
0: already I thought they already did Amplitude. They
1: did Amplitude on the PlayStation 2. They want to have a spiritual successor, a remake of Amplitude, and they are kickstarting it. Hmm. I may have already contributed. I don't know if they're going to make it though. They're about 200,000 of 700,000. Oh jeez. Almost 800,000, 775,000. So they are about a quarter of the way there with 13 days to go.
0: Yeah, I don't think that that's a that's a high goal for, you know, but it looks so gorgeous. I bet it does look good, but I have a feeling it's they're not going to make it.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty. They had set a like a 19, 18 day funding period, 18 days to raise roughly eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't... I, hmm. I think they're just looking for... I wonder if they're actually thinking it'll go through, or if they were just trying to gauge numbers.
0: Maybe. That's that's what you can do with Kickstarter now, is just, you know...
1: Right, because if they can gauge numbers, then they could go to a VC.
0: If not, then if you can actually get it funded through Kickstarter, then hey, don't have to
1: worry Then you're awesome, that. and you can get it funded through a VC. Yeah. But yeah, I, I saw this, and I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> Very yes. What else?
0: Um... More! Well, speaking of crowdsourcing... (laughs) Yeah. Unreal. It's been six and a half years since we got a new Unreal Tournament. Well, not we, but just generically, everybody has... There's a new one. Okay. Epic has announced that the new game, simply titled Unreal Tournament, has begun. You use the new engine? Yeah. It will heavily involve participation from the modding and player community from the get-go. Cool. So they are going to open-source the game development for the new Unreal and yeah, my actually, guess that wait,
1: when, when, when you say they're going to open source the game development, what do you mean by that?
0: Well, they are going to have a small team of Unreal Tournament veterans at Epic spearheading the development of the game. Okay. But everything else, from design decisions to art direction, will be open as a collaboration between Epic, UT fans, and developers. Huh. There's a forum, an official wiki.
1: So they're crowdsourcing game development.
0: Yes, and when it is done, it will be free. Not free to play, free. The source code will also be made available directly from GitHub as it is updated.
1: Free, Andy? Yeah? Free as in speech or free as in beer? Or both?
0: I think it's both.
1: Because just hosting the code on GitHub is is one thing. That doesn't make it free as in beer.
0: Okay, so the, the uh, Epic will eventually make money off this effort via a market-style marketplace. Market-style marketplace, that's lovely. Yeah. Where developers, modders, artists, and gamers can give away. And it's it's
1: the Steam Community Market style marketplace.
0: It's a market style marketplace. That was
1: fine. It's the Steam Community Market, market style, marketplace thing. I still like my market
0: Right. So they're gonna do a marketplace to try and make money off of this.
1: Okay. Wow. That'll be interesting.
0: Think of that, a brand new... Because everybody uses the Unreal Engine for some crazy odd reason.
1: Because it's gorgeous. True. And now it's super cheap.
0: And the newer one's going to be free? The engine? I guess so.
1: No. The engine is $20 a month and 5% royalty.
0: Oh, well, that's still super cheap.
1: Right. Not free.
0: No, but still, that's, that's pretty cheap. Yes. So speaking of old games... Yeah? Blizzard... Had their call.
1: Their their stock update. Yes. Blizzard Activision. Yes. Or Activision Blizzard.
0: World of Warcraft is back down to 7.6 million.
1: With a new expansion coming out. True. So that'll hop back up again.
0: God, I still can't believe this. After, what, 10 years now? No,
1: 8. 8? I think it'll be 9 this November. Jeez. Would it be, yeah, 8 or 9 this November. What do you think for 10 years will they take it free to play?
0: (laughs) Well, especially since now they've expanded with Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm. And, you know, Call of Duty is still selling like gangbusters.
1: Skylanders is doing crazy. Yeah. Hearthstone is... is it's really impressive what they managed to do with that.
0: Well, I just love the fact that I still have not had to pay anything for it.
1: Right. You never will have to pay anything for it. No.
0: Unless you uh, unless you don't want to spend the time doing the quests, then you'll have to pay for it. But if you, the daily quests, you know, are just...
1: Yep. But even then, like, what are you paying for? Cards? Or for arena entries? A little bit of both. Because you can always just go and play ranked. Yeah, for free. Yep, with a deck.
0: Yep, and if you win enough times, you get gold even just playing the game. Not even you know mm-hmm. having to do the quest. You just play the game, you get gold. Oh, look, you can buy cards. Yep. So yeah, I would we'll have to see. I, I I love to see the number specifically for Hearthstone. Granted, they uh, was how much does the uh, iPhone app cost for Hearthstone? Uh,
1: I believe it's free.
0: Oh. Are you checking that right now? Nope. Oh, I thought you were. Nope. I heard I believe, then I heard a bunch of typing, so I thought you were going to.
1: Fine, fine, fine. Was it store.apple.com? No, store.itunes?
0: I don't know. I don't have any Apple products other than my iPod, and that can't do anything.
1: Hearthstone Heroes of Warcraft on iTunes.
0: Uh,
1: uh, Click. Clicky click. (laughs) Anything? It doesn't give me the prices. It's going to try and open no data received gonna try and open itunes if i try and uh free oh yep deceptively well, simple insanely fun very true yep
0: so i know we always talk about ea being the big name in video games
1: uh a big name
0: are the i was honestly do you think like in the hierarchy of big names and video games where do you think who who's on the top now uh, for for <clears> publishers for
1: publishers because you still EA's have, probably pretty high up there
0: so you got, let's see, the big names. You have. Well, you have the first-party stuff from Nintendo. You have all of EA's stuff. You have Activision Blizzard's stuff. You have Ubisoft's stuff. 2K. 2K, yeah, right, because they have all the Grand Theft Auto stuff. So who do you think would be number one?
1: I'm thinking, I'm thinking. So you have 2K, you have 3D, well, 3D Realms doesn't exist anymore. No, that, uh, you no, have, throw that one out. Activision, you have uh, technically, does Atari still exist again?
0: If they do, it's not.
1: I no. mean, it's not the original Atari, but it's an Atari. Uh, Bethesda still exists, Blizzard, it's Activision, Blizzard. Who's doing Bungie's stuff?
0: Um... Probably well, actually. I think the Halo stuff is actually owned by Microsoft, right?
1: Right, but the the new one, Destiny.
0: I'm not sure who's doing that one.
1: Okay. Capcom.
0: You see, now you're starting to give me names here and I'm still thinking these guys are n- lower than the big names.
1: EA, Square Enix. Are you looking up Square Enix?
0: I'm just look I just googled biggest video game companies to see what comes up.
1: You want publishers. Microsoft, Namco, Nintendo, Sega,
0: Well, by...
1: Looks like Square, Activision, EA, Take-Two, and 2K are pretty much it. And Capcom.
0: Well, I looked at... Okay, so the Wikipedia article lists them by Metacritic game reviews.
1: Okay. Are you looking at publishers or developers?
0: Publishers. Take-Two, Ubisoft, EA, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, Sega, Activision, Blizzard, Namco. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting down into Konami, Capcom, Warner Brothers Interactive. Oh, because of the Batman games.
1: Right. Like, those, they still publish a fair amount. Yeah. but Okay, so
0: out of Take-Two, Ubisoft, EA, Activision, Blizzard, who out of those four would you think is number one? Number one at what? I don't know. What how, Personal ranking?
1: But... Makes you, the most money? You can't... Just say, like, number one personal, right? Like, on what criteria are we looking at number of games published? Are we looking at customer service?
0: I'm gasking from your gut. Who would you put number one?
1: I can't, Andy, because... Come on, Dave, you've got a
0: gut. It gives you problems. Number one
1: best is different than number one size.
0: I just said, off the top of your head, just give me what you would call number one.
1: I wouldn't call number one. There is a fundamental difference between you and me. You have this incessant urge to rank things. (laughs) I have this incessant urge to understand things. So I refuse to answer your question on grounds of fundamental philosophical differences.
0: Fine.
1: So What were you driving at, anyway?
0: I don't know. I was just trying to see what you would think of as the best out of the big boys. I was just curious to see what your opinion was on that.
1: Okay. Well, certainly the best for, like, customer service is not EA. No. You want the best at buying other companies and then folding them in and then destroying them, that would but- be EA. <laughs> Activision's in a close second.
0: Well, I was thinking if you go with customer service, EA's out. Ubisoft's probably, well, they're on the fence because that DRM stuff was such a pain in the ass. Uh, Customer service wise, I would have to go with Activision Blizzard maybe.
1: Blizzard's customer service has always been pretty top notch. How it's been since they were folded into Activision, I don't know.
0: So, more comparisons. Yeah. Somebody took the Galaxy, I think it was the Galaxy Note with its, yeah, the Galaxy Note 3 with its 4K camera and compared it to a Canon Mark three digital SLR. Yeah. Well, you can see the difference in the resolution, i.e. the 4K resolution is better, no surprise on that one, versus, you know, 1080. hmm But other than resolution, the Samsung camera is kind of failing. Okay. I.e. the dynamic range is less... Shallower depth of field.
1: It's a phone. I know. (laughs) Well, a a tablet. Yeah. No, uh, the Galaxy Note, so it's a phablet. Yeah. Versus a digital SLR.
0: A $4,000 camera versus a $550 smartphone.
1: Right. Which one do you think will be better? Like, that's... (laughs)
0: I just thought it was a silly comparison. It was like, okay, we're going to take this high-end thing and compare it to your phone.
1: Oh, look at that. The high-end thing is actually better. Cause... He also
0: said that trying to edit the 4K um, data... Oh, it takes so long. Yeah. He's it like, takes so long. I My four-core computer takes its time encoding 1080p, so I don't even want to think about the 4K video.
1: Yeah, it would take hours. Yeah. Okay.
0: I just thought that was a silly thing. It's like, really, it's that's...
1: Yep, we're gonna NASA, compare. I mean, it's it's a silly comparison. Yeah, but speaking of high def, yeah, NASA added a camera to the ISS.
0: Ah, yes, and you can at any time you feel like watch Earth watch from space.
1: Earth spin. You and like eighteen thousand other people at once. That's what. That's who's currently looking at it right now.
0: Oh, there's eighteen thousand people watching the Earth from the space right now.
1: Right now, I mean, it's pretty cool that they're doing it. And it looks like there's actually a lot of processing involved.
0: Huh. Parts of this were designed by American high school students.
1: Cool. Yeah. Good for them. What else?
0: My brother has to said, like, if, you know, he had the bandwidth to handle this, he would just, and a spare monitor, just plug this leave it in and just leave it on.
1: Yeah. Just leave it on all the day, all the time, all day, every day. My,
0: my office doesn't have a window. It'd be nice to have that on. But then I think everybody would complain for me, you know, using up all the bandwidth. <laughs>
1: Anything else?
0: Well, Apple bought beets.
1: Apple bought beets? Yeah. Are they going to make borscht?
0: <laughs> I was trying to think if there was any sort of apple beet dish that you could make.
1: You could put apples in borscht. Wouldn't necessarily be good borscht, but you could do it. You could make a salad with An apples apple and, and
0: beets. Beet salad. Yeah.
1: Apple bought beets, or is buying beets, I for think like it, $3.2 $3. It, $3. billion. Dollars. Yeah. Beets by Dr. Dre by Apple.
0: Is it just going to be Beats by Apple now?
1: I don't know. I think the $3.2 billion is so that they can still use Dr. Dre's name. Because isn't that the only reason to buy them in the first place? They're not actually, like, that much better.
0: Well, no, the headphones are not that much better. But it's a hip brand with the young folk. Right. And they also have the uh, Beats streaming music program. My guess is because they want to take on Spotify and iTunes Radio is not doing that.
1: Yeah, not so much. Okay. Good for Apple.
0: Yeah, I just really Way to hope. Toss you know, around
1: billions of dollars.
0: I just want the headphones that come with the iPod to, you know, be better.
1: Yep. Well, maybe they will now. Hopefully. Or they'll just sell the iPod for an extra fifty dollars and give you a marginal improvement in your headphones.
0: That probably will be the fact.
1: Yep. So. That it for topics? I do believe so. Whose turn is it to review?
0: That would be mine.
1: Yours. Okay. Yes. What do you got?
0: Twenty forty eight. Oh. Okay. Have you played it? I have. Have you beaten it?
1: I have not. I've <laughs> got 21024. Have you beaten it?
0: Yes. What's your high score? I don't remember. Because as soon as I beat it, I said thank God and uninstalled the app.
1: Because you know that you can keep going.
0: Oh, the, the, the one that I downloaded stopped after that point.
1: Okay, you can keep going. Oh.
0: The app version that I had on my phone, uh could not. As soon as you hit 2048, it said, you won! And they yeah, gave you a high one score. one of the
1: options is to continue.
0: Oh. I just said, thank God I'm done, and uninstalled it, because 2048 is pretty simple.
1: It's also there's a, a clone game called Threes that you might have heard of. The clone is a little more successful. Oh.
0: I have not tried Threes.
1: It's the same game.
0: Oh. Why is it called Threes, then? I don't
1: know. <laughs> In, instead of multiples of twos, it's one, two. So you, you just add the numbers together. Huh. One plus one is two. Two plus two is four. I think you can actually add like one and two and get three. I don't know. It's the same game.
0: So yeah, this game came out two months ago. Took me that long to finally beat this sucker. hmm. Oh.
1: So 2048 is two to the 11th. Yes. So two to the 12th is 4096. Okay, that's... Two to the 13th is... Uh, 8,180... 8,
0: no, 192.
1: Okay, so two to the
0: 14th is... Holy God, that one I can't... I, it can only go so high in my it's head. It's
1: like 16,000-something. That's where my dad is right now.
0: Holy cow.
1: His high score is 300,000. <laughs>
0: Oi! Two to the 14th, 16,384, yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. He sent me an email with that, and I'm just, I, I had already finished with the game. I said, I'm done. When my high score was equivalent to the game that I played by alternating up, down, left, right, I said, I'm done. You can get surprisingly far with up, down, left, right, up, down, left, right, or oh, yeah. right down, left, up, right, down, left. And just switching it up. Basically, playing at random for me was as effective as playing
0: I, like I said, it took me a while to get it, and as soon as I, it's, it seems pretty simple of the start off, but then once you start getting up in the 1024 range,
1: it gets a little harder.
0: It gets a little harder, yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, if you have not tried 2048, download (sighs) and play with caution.
1: It's a very fun game. Yes. It can consume your soul.
0: Yes it like it's easy to start but then you actually have to start thinking about strategy at some point mm-hmm. otherwise you'll get trapped in a corner and then you'll be screwed and you'll be like well goddammit, it i thought that i could do this oh 2048 Woo!
1: yep like i said it's fun and it's free it's on every device imaginable
0: yes you can even play it on your computer yep
1: on the internet
0: so, yeah, that's what, that was my review is 2048. It's fun, but watch out. That it, it can get you. Okay. So. Yeah. Random topic? Yeah. Random topic. Would you like to join the Andy Lowe fan club?
1: Where do I sign up?
0: <laughs> well, we can't actually... There, there is no sign up right now. Oh. So, um, this is actually... Remember the Andy Lowe bootylicious boat shine random topic?
1: Let's pretend I don't. Okay.
0: So, um, most of our random topics... Have come from our friend Aaron Hansowitz. Which yes, sometimes the con- the discussions with Hansowitz can you know just go off on random places, and you wonder how you got there. There you had a fun time journeying to there, but then at the end you're like, how did we get here? Yes, like parts of this podcast,
1: like most of this podcast. Yes,
0: so every once in a while he'll you know send us a random topic that is very inside baseball with a conversation that me and Hanswitz have had. This one. um, has actually stemmed from postcards that I have, well, Kate has actually been sending to Hans that she picked up at a bookstore that was going out of business. hmm And so now she has been, um, these are postcards that are actually the concept art for The Incredibles. Oh, cool. And so she has a whole story going along with these postcards about, you know, how I am now a superhero. Ah. And part of this, was, one of them was joining the Andy Lowe fan club. And so Hans, no surprise, sent a random topic of would you would like you to join? join yeah
1: uh i mean i I have been a member of the Andy Lowe fan Club for many years I don't even know I had a fan club you don 't okay, but yeah know I, I like Andy, I like the work that he does i've been I, recording a friggin podcast with him for the last eight years.
0: Three hundred and fifty well minus the random topic recap, so about three hundred and twenty some odd episodes, plus the false starts yes, and that missing episode the the lost quote unquote episode no we save that I, we should have, but that oh it was a bad episode, <laughs> I swear I think at one point I almost punched Dave recording that episode, but he was driving at the time, so that would have been bad, yep. But yeah, I am a very likable guy. That's the one thing I have found out is everybody likes me. Everyone likes Andy. Andy's a good guy. I
1: don't know he's what he's just is about this me. guy, you know. Yeah,
0: I'm an odd insect, uh, eclectic, eccentric, <laughs> <laughs> eccentric person.
1: Did, were you about to say you were an odd insect? No, you sure? Yes, because yeah. you should go back and listen to that.
0: I was trying to say eclectic, but then eccentric excec- at the same time.
1: Eccentric.
0: And so the words get befuddled in my mouth.
1: Yes. <laughs> Andy is not an insect. No. I will I will state that for the record.
0: What was really surprising was the fact, okay, so I was working at the post office. I started in August, September. Yeah. Um, then I got the, the job at Mophie in, like, March, so I hadn't even been there for a whole year. Yeah. But when barely. I left, they threw a going-away party for me, and I'm like, I have, Aww. I'm a part-time guy who's only been here for a couple of months, but everybody loved me so much at the post office that they threw a going-away party for me, and I was like, oh, well, this is unexpected,
1: so everybody Wasn't that me. the one that you had, you had just eaten before you went, and there was cake? And a lot of food. Yes.
0: Yeah. I was like, "Well, crap." But hey,
1: everybody loved the food, so
0: that's I'm a likable guy. I should have a fan club. I don't know what this fan club would be about because I don't do much other than this podcast. Mm-hmm. I think the Kate podcast- would probably be the fan club president. I, uh, yeah, de facto. So it'd probably be whatever she would want to do. Which do you <laughs> want to do anything with my fan club? You're not going to be the fan club president. She, she doesn't want to be my fan club president.
1: Oh, sad.
0: <laughs> founding member? Can you be a founding member? Okay, yes, founding member, sure. But she doesn't want to be the president.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that says. CEO? Manager? Like, I, I feel like your wife should be de facto the, the president of your fan club.
0: Yeah, she said no. She's like, I'm not going to be the president. So, okay. Oh, would you want to be the president of my fan club? The
1: president of the Andy Lowe fan club? Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> What's involved in that?
0: I don't know. What would it be involved in having a fan club for yourself? I don't know. <laughs>
1: because you don't have one.
0: I should talk to maybe some of the radio people. Maybe they have fan clubs. I don't know.
1: Like the fan club president is supposed to be organizing events and, and managing things.
0: Maybe that's what she doesn't want to be the president. She doesn't want to deal with the people. Right.
1: I'll just be a member.
0: Well, then who the hell's going to be my president? Is it going to be Hans? I don't you. Know. Me? Am I allowed to be the president Are of the Are you not your own fan? No, I'm a fan of
1: myself. And sure. there you go. Who organizes the events with the members of your fan club, Andy? I don't
0: know. I, I feel like I, you should be a step away from your own fan club. I you should not say, hey.
1: Uh, it's only if you get, like, crazy people in your fan club.
0: <laughs> well, I. Well, being crazy myself, I think... I don't know. <laughs> the Andy Lowe Fan Club. Brought to you by Andy Lowe, president of the Andy Lowe fan club. fan club. I'm not <laughs> That's not narcissistic. I'm not only the president, I'm also a member.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the Andy Club, Andy Lowe Fan Club. Um, it doesn't exist. Would you join? It seems everybody would join, so I'm a lovable guy.
1: Andy's a lovable guy. Mm-hmm.
0: So that answers that question. Okay. I think that's it, then. All right. I'm now going to go shower and replace a power steering pump. Have fun. Woo! Bye. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net Thank you for listening.